Welcome back, everybody. It is the Oslo.com NHL DFS strategy show. We've got nine games to talk about, so we're going to get into it pretty quickly. I'm Jake Hari. I'm joined by T. McBee, Terry McBride, brand new full-time member at Osmo.com, Terry McBride. How's it going, man? Doing well, bud. It's an exciting day. Big day. A lot of new stuff uh, that I'm taking on. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that challenge and uh, not going anywhere content-wise. I'll still be here doing all my uh, different shows and, uh, and columns and everything. So, it'll be fun. I think I'm going to be 24-7 from now on. There you go. Yeah, it's a 24-7 type of job. You know, like you these, these jobs where you're working in, like, entertainment while everyone else is at work uh you you kind of work when everybody's done working so yep. i'm sure as tyler knows tyler our producer today he he's giving me the uh the yes back there uh but yeah man it should be fun obviously excited to have you around even more feels like you've been around forever already so just making it official i guess yeah that's me man i start hanging around and then i just creep in around the edges and before you know it you can't get rid of me that's the best way to do it, especially in <laughs> fantasy sports. That's how everyone does it. That's how I did it, too. Yeah, um, go. Good slate today. How was your weekend? Weekend was good. Had some success in basketball. Had to cancel a bunch of hockey lineups two days in a row that I couldn't get to. I'm so annoyed with myself with how much I've actually been playing versus how much I've been paying attention to the league and everything. I've got to make time to carve out uh, you know, some of these DFS lineups. I feel like I'm missing out with some of the, uh, the opportunity to get on hockey lineups. But the weekend was good. You know, a lot of hanging around the house and uh, a lot of sports watching and everything. It was fun. Good to hear. Yeah. Uh, I mean, tonight's a pretty good night to get into it. I don't know what NBA's got going on, but I do know we've got a bunch of NBA shows after this. So if you're looking for that and you're just uh, the people that are watching or listening, uh, we've got a bunch of stuff coming on after this. So we'll take you three hours up to lock there tip off show deeper dive and then live before lock coming on after us but first we're going to take you through all nine games so let's just get right into it i think we got to be out of here uh at 55 yep 55 all right there we go so uh we got about what do you got nba cool cool cat packs to buy so what's that oh is that top shot do you do that (laughs) uh yeah i do Okay. Uh, I've, I've I'm not judging than I ever intended. I'm yeah. not judging. Yeah. I mean, if you were early on that, I think uh, some people are making some good money. So there's, there's a ton of money to be made and we won't go too deep into this, but uh, you know, you have to, you have to know how to you know, play the market. Right. And there's a bit of a waiting game going on with some of it too, for like, you know, market to catch up with where we're speculating things to be. So it's been fun. It's uh, definitely interesting, but uh, more, uh, more into it than I thought I was going to be for sure. Yeah, I don't know. You might have to give me some pointers here along the way, especially if I'm going through a downswing in NHL DFS. So we'll see. We'll we'll try to correct it. Otherwise, I'm going to be uh, hitting you up for some top shot tips. Let's start with the Islanders and the Buffalo Sabres. Three implied total for the Isles, 2.5 for the Sabres. It is going to be Ilya Sorokin for the Islanders uh, and then Linus Allmark for the Sabres. Buffalo hasn't played in a while. We've got a, a few teams that haven't played in a while uh, coming back. It feels like five or six teams um, were put on the COVID. I don't know. Like a bunch of guys were put on the COVID protocol, had outbreaks, I guess is the best way yeah. to put it, right at the same time. And so a few of the teams haven't played. we got a few more coming back tomorrow. Buffalo is one of those teams. Um, looks like they're going to have most of their top forwards. Sam Reinhart is going to be a game-time decision. And then one of their top defensemen, Brandon Montour, is also going to be a game-time decision. I thought I saw Jake McCabe was also going to be a game-time decision. Uh, so Buffalo could be in a world of hurt if those three guys are out. 
Uh, they're not a great defensive team anyways. They are the underdog here, but we've got a line, this top line for the Sabres, Eichel, Skinner, and Olafson. Um, with $2,800 Eichel, looks like they're going to be pretty popular. Surprised to see them as the most popular line in this game. What are you eyeing down here, Terry? Yeah, I think that top line uh, is starting to make some sense. They're not drawing a ton of ownership, which, uh, you know, at least in the last update. And the pricing is, you know, not crazy expensive. So I think that makes sense to get to as a line. Skinner brings down the price on that line a lot if you're going for the full stack. I was just jumping over to see where they uh, rank out in our top stacks tool here real quick. Uh, but that was the line that, you know, kind of jumped out to me. And, yeah, to your point, you know, these guys haven't played since I think it was the 31st against uh, the Devils, who also I think haven't played since then. Uh, so, the, you know, kind of a long layoff. That's a more than two-week layoff. So it'll be interesting to see how they skate when they're back, if everybody's in full game shape and everything. Uh, but, yeah, it looks like that line ranks out uh, decently well. It's the cheapest of the top, let's call that, just eyeballing it 10, uh, 10 uh, lines mm-hmm. in the top stacks tool. So you're getting to them with some value, not a lot of ownership. Always a good combination. Um, a little bit on the negative leverage side, but when we talk about that leverage score, when you're getting a, a cheaper line, when you're getting something that looks reasonable, you can go a little bit into negative leverage without really worrying about it as long as you're pushing beyond where the public is. So if you're doubling up the public on something that's 6% owned, you're only at 12% exposure. You're not killing yourself if it doesn't hit, and then you're getting well beyond that, uh, that leverage. So you can negate the leverage uh, score in uh, a situation like that. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Buffalo 1. I was just surprised to see them uh, close to double digits in total ownership. So I think Skinner is probably going to be a cash game play for a lot of people. He's a guy who has been buried on the fourth line most of his time in Buffalo or the third line, not playing with real line mates, playing with Eichel. Like it, it's a good spot for him for sure. Uh, just from like playing with the playmaker, he's a guy who will attempt a lot of shots uh, per 60 minutes. So he's a good per 60 player, just kind of hasn't got the opportunity. Now he does at 2,800. So can't argue with the Buffalo top line. I think I prefer the Stahl, Hall, and Reinhardt line, if that's going to be a thing. Um, we don't. Again, we don't know about Reinhardt. It could be Rasmus Asplund, but I think he was just skating as a placeholder. So I'm hoping that Reinhardt can play, plug that second line in at low ownership. I love playing Taylor Hall, low-owned Taylor Hall whenever I can. So I might pivot to the second line, get some exposure there. On the Islanders' side, I want to go Barzell, Lee, and – Either Bailey or Everlay, um, Bailey thirty eight hundred, Everlay five k. Just if Buffalo is missing some of their top guys, they're coming back from COVID. Who knows how their conditioning is going to be? I think they've skated maybe once or twice in the last two weeks because they haven't been allowed to. Um, and so I like the Islanders. I mean, they've been playing through. They haven't had an outbreak recently. This top line's been playing well, so I'll go to some top line uh, Islanders uh, and maybe even the top power play with every lay in there not a ton on the blue line that i'm looking at is there anyone that is catching your eye there uh on the islander side i think uh pullock if he's playing uh you get the power play correlation uh with the if you're going to that top power play unit uh particularly if you get Everlay on the first line where you're getting the full power play correlation on yeah. the first line uh and then that i think makes a little bit of sense he's popular uh almost 10 percent owned on uh fanduel uh, around the same number on dk did i paste those I might have pasted those into the wrong spots. Let me say, oh, but, it, yeah, it's, he's, it's, he's nine point seven percent on DK. Both, so. both sites. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. I thought I might have double uh, pasted the same one into both uh, both spots. So yeah, I think he's you know he's on the board in play. Uh, you know, interesting uh, defenseman gets involved in the offense a little bit on the power play. Uh, one point on the power play uh, so far this year. Five points, five assists uh, overall. Twenty five block shots. 
So he's, you know, reasonable uh, expectation of points, 22 minutes, 48 uh, average ice time. So he's out there with uh, the top line, a decent amount of the time anyway, playing on that top pair. So I think you get to him. Yeah, no problem with that, especially if you're going with some Islanders uh, top line or Mayfield at 2,800. He's more for like block shots, pretty good candidate to get the block shot bonus. Most games, uh, not sure how much Buffalo is going to be able to generate, but uh, 2,800, we got him projected for over six points. Pretty good value there if you're looking to uh, punt one of your defenseman spots. Let's go to Columbus and Carolina, 2.5 implied total for the Blue Jackets. 3.2 3.2 for the Canes, Corpus Salo, and it's supposed to be Reimer. I don't think he's confirmed just yet, but uh, I don't know. that. I mean, $8,400 goalie, uh, team that doesn't give up a ton of shot attempts, maybe not a guy that we're looking to that much tonight anyways on a nine-game slate with 18 potential goalies. Canes, um, pretty heavy favorites here. Do you have a favorite line? Because they're pretty spread out between their top three lines here. Yeah, that's the thing. I couldn't, you know, it's, I like the team more than I like the lines, I think, just in looking at them. Uh, this is the third time these two teams are meeting in a week. I think uh, last time you and I talked on one of these, they were going at it for the second night in a row after that weird game. Uh, but yeah, just looking at the way that the lines are broken up between how they break down to the power play correlations, okay, there's just, it's messy on those top few lines. Uh, Aho and Teravanin on the top line there makes some sense to me, maybe as a duo. A uh, lot of experience for those two guys skating together, 716.04 together, 57.8 Corsi, uh, Corsi 4 percentage rather, uh, 38 to 26 goals, four goals against, 140 high danger chances either way, but leading uh, 23 to 18 in high danger goals in their time together. So those two together, if you're looking for a two-man, and then if it's McGinn on the left, then you can you know build him in as a uh, as a cheap third part of that. I don't hate it, but the uh, you know once they step onto the power play, they're probably losing some correlation. So it's not really the best line from that perspective. It's not drawing like immense ownership though. So good team, good expectation that they're going to score some goals and uh, and be in play. I don't hate going to it, but uh, it's probably not the uh, the best option. Yeah, Carolina is really tough for me to figure out here, especially because Teravine is not on that top power play, um, and Stall is up there, so. Uh, like I, I think I'm okay with any of their top three lines. Um, they've got at least a couple parts on each of them that I like. Uh, and the most power play one correlation is actually on this third line, Stahl, Sveshnikov and Fogel. Um, so they're really low owned. The second line is coming in really low owned as well. Um, and then Aho, he's, he's one who usually gets some ownership, kind of their top scorer. Um, but under 10%, I don't think McGinn or Tara Bynum is going to be all that popular. So the correlations at on the power play aren't great for this team, but I think it is a pretty good spot. So uh, I'm looking to be over the field on at least the second and third lines and potentially the top line. And then I think Carolina, while you don't think of them as like a team that you necessarily want to stack their power play, I think with the way that their lines uh, shake out here, I think that's uh, something that I'm going to be doing at least a little bit. Um, so I, yeah, know, I, mean, I mean, if you're getting to it on the third line where not a lot of people are getting to it, it kind of makes some sense. And then like grabbing Stahl and Svinchov, Svinchov and uh, putting them with Dougie Svechnikov. Hamilton. Svechnikov, thank you. I'm terrible at these names. No, I, trust me. I've been doing shows for Osmo for what? Three? This is my third year, I think. Second or yeah, yeah third year. Um, I still have like, I still mess up names all the time. I'll continue to do so. 
but you yeah. just let it fly and then the chat corrects you. It's great. They're usually pretty. Yeah, nice absolutely. Fun. Absolutely. Baseball. I'm great with, cause it's so many uh, Latino names that I'm just, you know, those are natural for me, but uh, some of these Eastern European ones, I just stumble over when I'm getting into them. I think I messed up Giannis's name on the basketball show the other day. I made the mistake of not just calling him Giannis. Like, oh, you called him Giannis. Oh. No, 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 no. I didn't do that. I just messed up. I stumbled through his last name. I gave it like an oh, okay. answer. That's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I think that's a cool show. So, yeah, so yeah, I think if you're going to that third line uh, and trying to get overweight on them, you're getting some of that power play exposure anyway. So it probably makes some sense to staple Dougie Hamilton into that, get a little bit on uh, your defense, correlate that with the power play there. Um, They're an interesting team. They, you know, they should dominate puck possession in this game. Just looking at like the Corsi four percentage for the team overall, so they should definitely have the puck most of the time. Be ripping shots on goal. It just comes down to how those lines, you know, shake out together in terms of where they're going and the overall goal scoring. Goal scoring, uh, forty goals uh, for only sixteenth in the league. So they're kind of dead in the middle. Uh, They're very good, uh, you know, against of course with that puck possession. Thirty three goals against, tied for eleventh in the league. So good team. Really good team. Uh, I I guess the most important thing that I could take away from this game is that uh, I don't really want much on the Blue, Blue Jackets side. We're showing basically no ownership for all these lines, but I, whenever they're like an underdog, or even when they're not an underdog, whenever they have ownership, I like find myself uh, figuring out ways to talk myself out of the Blue Jackets line. So, you know, they're low owned. If you like one of them, that's fine. I think I still prefer going cheap with them. So maybe the Stenland, Domi, and Bjorkstrand line and get, you know, two, three percent of them in MME just as a way to get in more McDavid or Matthews or whoever, Chicago one, if you like them. Uh, but yeah, there's not really anything I'm targeting heavily on the Blue Jacket side. Uh, I think Wierenski is out. I'm seeing him in a lineup builder, but I believe he is out with that same injury that he had just come back from. So they could be in a world of hurt as well. That's one of their better defensemen. Seth Jones hasn't really been the same guy. So, uh, yeah, Carolina side, just kind of sprinkling everything. Um, But, yeah, I think it's a pretty good spot for them overall. just hard to pinpoint where their goals are going to come from. Yeah, for sure. I did have uh, Wierenski out, by the way, on uh, yeah. on this list when I did the lines earlier. So if that changed, I'm not uh, caught up to it, but I think he's going to be out. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, just looking at the top stacks again, what really stands out about that top line is that they're overpriced for where they rank out. Uh, only a 3.8% chance of being one of the top two, and they cost 17.8, which, I mean, at that tier of this uh, of this board, they're like, what is that, probably 15th down uh, down the list for that top line. And they're compare, that compares them to a bunch of lines that cost in the 12,000s, the 13,000s overall as a unit. So I think it makes a lot of sense to you know try and look for something else unless you want to pay up to something that is super unpopular. There won't be a lot of people on it. So that's the only thing you're gaining out of it. But I think the, the overall cost that you're paying there outweighs the chance of success with that. Yep. All right, let's go. Oh, uh, Brett Pesci is a, is a guy that I think I've mentioned a few times on the show. I, I fall in love with some of these cheaper defensemen when their prices stay low for a number of games in a row. So I've been playing some Pesci. I've been playing some Brady Shea as well. And then Dougie's your guy, really, with anyone. But 6,700, there's a couple better options, I think, tonight than him. Um, but going to be a decently low and one-off to a guy like Burns or uh, even Yossi will probably get some ownership. Florida and Tampa Bay, again, 2.6 implied total for the Lightning, 3 point, uh, I'm sorry, 2.6 implied total for the Panthers, 3.4 for the Lightning. Bobrovsky, uh, sorry, again, wow, 
Uh, it is Chris Dreiger, and it is Curtis McElhinney. Got that one correct. Duclair is back for the Panthers. He was a late addition to the lineup in their game. I believe that was on Saturday. So everything's going to go back to normal for them um, with their top nine. And then the Lightning are getting back Steven Stamkos. Pretty big addition there. We're seeing some low ownership on the Lightning, uh, specifically this top line. Uh, no Sorelli for the Lightning. So their second line going to be downgraded a little bit. Matthew Joseph going to slide in there with Tyler Johnson, Alex Kalorn. Third line stays intact. So low ownership on Tampa 1. I don't think that really has anything to do with them not being good, them not being in a good spot. It's just that there's a couple other spots that I think people are rightfully targeting. But at this ownership, I mean, they're grading out as one of the more favorable stacks in the top stack tools. So is this is this a, a line you're targeting, Terry? Yeah, that jumped out to me. Uh, despite the price, the uh, chances of being one of the top two is are decent. They're uh, they're ranked fourth, fifth overall. Excuse me. Um, and just the amount that people are getting to them doesn't jive with that. So the leverage score popped out to me as a potential spot to take advantage of. Obviously, you're paying up for this line, but you're doing it, you know, paying up to a, a pretty high class line, one of the better lines in uh, in the league. So definitely uh, can get behind that idea. Uh, just taking a look, uh, 135.15 since the start of last year together, 51.36% Corsi four percentage, uh, eight to three goals, 420 to 29 to 20 uh, high danger chances with five to one uh, goal advantage on those. So definitely create a ton of chances and, uh, and pepper the goal. So I like that line. Uh, and I like the look of the third line as well. 107.37 together, uh, yeah. dominant puck possession, good goal scoring lever- uh, numbers. So definitely like them. And uh, I think they're inexpensive and uh, easy to get to. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. So Tampa one, uh, if they're going to be, even if they're going to be like five, 6%, I think that's the spot where I want to be over uh, maybe like closer to double the field. Um, or at least, you know, getting to, to where they're at, uh, fully correlated on the top power play, one of the higher implied totals on the night. Now it's not Toronto in the next game that we'll talk about, but still a great chance to be the top stack for Tampa one. Um, so I'm, I'm not, I'm going to like going to go out of my way to try to force some of them in and then Tampa three as well. I like the call there, probably my favorite third line, uh, a line that I always play some of, they just beat up on, I mean, they beat up on opposing top lines sometimes when they're on home ice and especially if they get matched up against the second and third line. So not a uh, real strong depth for the Panthers here. Uh, yeah. Give me some Tampa three, give me some Yanni Gore, Blake Coleman, uh, two mans as well. Uh, they're just too cheap. They're, they're really not like, they shouldn't be priced as a third line, but they continue to be on DraftKings specifically. Uh, and then a couple defensemen you could target, uh, Chernak's price for the Lightning still 3K. Uh, he's not a 3K player. Uh, Sergachev, I think at 4,800 is okay. Probably goes better with that third line. So like, uh, you know, you can go Yanni Gord, Coleman, and Sergachev for some PP2 mm-hmm. correlation uh, if you want to do that. On the Florida side, not too interested. Uh, I guess Florida one has been very good at five on five. And their prices come down a little bit for Hagee and Duclair, 49 and uh, 4,100. But uh, I don't see myself getting to a ton of Florida one. Uh, anything on the Florida side that you're targeting? One was the unit that kind of stood out a little bit. And then uh, I think two slash getting to some of the power play, maybe working in either Ekblad or Yandel on the uh, some power play correlation there makes sense. 
just given, you know, 32.35% power play percentage, fifth in the league. So they're decent on the power play. You mentioned top line is good at five on five. So I could get to some of them, uh, 125 minutes together, 60.74% Corsi four, uh, decent goals advantage. Uh, and what I like there is 35 uh, to 14 creating high danger chances. Given up three goals and only scored twice, but a decent margin, 71.43% uh, uh, high danger chance for margin. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad call, the power play. Uh, I kind of wrote off Florida, uh, maybe a little bit too quick there. Uh, Tampa taking four and a half penalties per game so far this season. So um, maybe some potential chances here for the Panthers. You know, you could take Barkov. You don't have to play Wenberg if you don't want to. I'm not going to trash the guy because he always scores when I trash uh, when I trash him on this show. But uh, if you wanted to go Barkov with Hornquist and uh, Duclair or something, Barkov, Huberto, Hornquist, maybe that's a way to attack it at really low ownership. So you're going to be unique if you play some Florida. So um, they're not getting much ownership at all. And uh, they don't project well in our projections, but you can check that out for yourself today if you'd like. We've got free NHL projections. We'll talk about that in uh, just a little bit. Uh, Bobrovsky, or I'm sorry, man, I keep seeing Bobrovsky on my sheet. It's Chris Dreiger. Yeah. Uh, is he 71 or 6,900? I don't have his price in front of me. Do you know? Uh, six, I've got him at 6,900 on uh, DK, 78 on uh, FanDuel. Yeah. So if you're one-off in goalies, I don't do this too often, but if you are, he's going to see volume. Uh, it might be high danger volume. That's going to be the problem. But uh, if he can get some low danger, low danger uh, chances and stick around in this game, might be a guy who uh, could get you the 35 save bonus and be okay, even in a loss. All right, so let's go to – oh, sorry, did you have something more? No, 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 I was just agreeing with that call on the goalie. I think definitely going to see a lot of shots. It's just a matter of how many of them he stopped. All right, let's do it. Ottawa, Toronto, 2.5 implied total for the Sens. Four for the Maple Leafs. I saw them on some other sites at like 4.2. I think it's the highest total of the season. Probably one of the highest we'll, we'll, see, uh, we'll see all season. Uh, and I don't think these two teams are even close to be done playing against each other. So we might have another game where Toronto gets above four uh, in the Osmo uh, team totals here. Leafs getting Joe Thornton back. They were a really good line with uh, Matthews and Marner. Uh, even though Thornton is about 57 years old, um, that line was awesome at five on five. So he didn't hold them back too much. Maybe helps them defensively. I'm not exactly sure. Hyman's going to move down to the Tavares and Nylander line. That might uh, do the uh, that might do Toronto too some favors in getting them going. Mikheyev, uh, not a guy that was helping him out on that line, but Hyman's still 5,800. He's priced like he's playing with Matthews and Marner. Highest owned stack on the night. Top stack tool says that they're not even over-owned. Um, I don't know, man. How, how do you not play some Toronto one here? Like if you were playing three lineups and three lineups only, how much Toronto one would you have? I would have to think it would be in two of them. Okay. It's just I, I would want to get different with that third one and probably whichever other, you know, favored line I have, I would go two and two on those and then build in, you know, the value around it, I think. But yeah, I think I would want two of this, especially without them being overrun. Like you said, it's it's sitting right around level ownership. The yeah. interesting thing with that is the Chicago one line that is so distinctly not owned nearly enough. 
Um, but they're not, well, yeah, they are a little bit more expensive actually. So that would be the interesting point there. So that would maybe be the one that I grab in the other two lineups. Uh, and that, well, there's no way you can put those two together. I don't think. Yeah. That'd be, yeah. Uh, it would, yeah you're going to have to leave something off, but yeah. Yeah. But I'd be, yeah, I'd be playing the ownership game with those guys. Uh, but I, I want as much of this line as I can, given that, uh, probability of being one of the top two. Yeah. I, what I think I'm going to try and do to be a little bit different with Toronto is uh leave Thornton off uh in some he's just so he's cheap he's power play one he's exactly what you wanted except he doesn't shoot so if he gets one assist uh and you just differentiate in that one spot you find a 3k player 2900 player or just do something a little different with your lineup construction you play Matthews Marner you leave off uh one of the chalky skaters on the night that isn't overly likely to score goals in any game even with the four total um so that's going to be something I'm going to try to do. I think they're going to match up against the Tierney Kachuk Brown line. That's a pretty good matchup for them. Um, so I like Toronto one. I, I like Toronto two better with Hyman there, uh, but they're a little bit pricey now when you don't have a $3,700 winger, you get the $5,800 winger. Um, so I think you can go Toronto one. I think you can go Toronto two. You can certainly go Toronto power play. Never going to argue against that, especially with the massive total. And then on the Ottawa side, I'm actually surprised at how much ownership the uh, second line is getting. White, Paul, and Dadnoff, pretty good five-on-five numbers, uh, not going to be facing the Matthews line too often. And uh, Toronto is not stout defensively. So I don't mind getting to some Ottawa, too. Uh, they're only getting to, like, 3% ownership. So I'm being a bit dramatic there. But uh, I like some Ottawa, too, going against them. And if you're going to do that, uh, maybe you just go with Hogberg and hope he can pull out like a three, two, four, three win and sees a ton of volume. Hogberg's not great and neither are the Sens, but you can, we've seen scenarios like this that have worked out playing the cheap goalie. Boy, that's an awfully thin limb you'd be standing out on, but Hey, that's how we win DFS tournaments too, though. Right. So yeah, to your point, the, the Leafs are favored by like, you know, as like 75% to win odds on this one. So, I mean, you're taking a chance there. Uh, team save percentage for the Sens, 88.7 so far this year. Ouch. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't hate the idea. Um, you, you, know, you can definitely do some interesting things if you're going that way. Um, the interesting thing, just looking at that uh, Sens 2 line in the top stacks tool, they're way down the board in terms of being anywhere near being one of the top lines. Where you're getting you know, anything out of them is on the price. Only 10-4 on DK uh, total uh, total salary for that line. So I'm actually surprised they're not owned a little bit more than that, given how inexpensive they are and how pricey some of these other lines are. I think they benefit a little. You get like uh, Detroit 1 in there, ranks way higher uh, and only costs 12-2. So a lot of people probably defaulting to that. But if you're looking for a value line, it maybe makes some sense to go to this line, uh, second line from Ottawa because they're so cheap. And because they probably should be closer to like, you know, seven, eight percent owned or, or even, you know, a little bit higher, given what we want to pay up for. It might be, they might be closer to seven, eight percent after people watch this show. So <laughs> we'll find a little Ottawa too. Uh, I'm not going crazy with them. I think, uh, I, I don't think I'll get to double digits, but like if I'm at six, seven percent of a three percent owned line, pretty comfortable with that. Yeah. I try not to go too crazy with these cheap lines. Uh, yeah, but that's where past. you can build in some good GPP differentiation when everybody's on the one value line. If you're on the other value line and they, they connect and the other one doesn't, you're setting yourself way apart from the field while you're still paying up to those same other units. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like that a lot. Not crazy about the top line 
for the set. Let's just think it's a really tough matchup. They're going to see a lot of the Matthews, Marner, Thornton line, uh, which was really awesome defensively in a few games uh, to start off the season when they had Thornton. Let's go to Chicago and Detroit. Three implied total for the Hawks, 2.5 for the Red Wings. It's going to be likely Kevin Lankinen and Thomas Grice. Uh, I believe he is confirmed for the Red Wings. He was in the starters crease this morning. I remember seeing a tweet. Um, we're showing a very favorable uh, number, very favorable numbers in the top stack pool for Chicago. One, the Brinkat, Suter, and Patrick Kane. I think the second line is definitely in play for the Blackhawks as well at some lower ownership. Uh, is there anything on the Detroit side you like? I- I'm very surprised at the ownership we're seeing on them. Um. Just taking a look, the uh, second line I think is maybe a little bit interesting given their ability to control the puck with some of those guys that they have on that line. Not a ton of time together when I pulled them up, only 19 minutes together. 55.17% Corsi in that tiny sample, uh, trailing one to two in high danger chances, no goals scored. Uh, Top line also not a ton of time together, but they were uh, in their 32 minutes, uh, 39.58, pretty weak on the puck possession, also no goals so just not a good team. Uh, they're four ten and two on the season, ten points. Uh, they're one of the few teams that's not tied uh, at eighteen points in that central division. There's just a whole big group of teams that are all together there, uh, but they're down in the bottom of it. So uh, yeah, just not a team that I uh, really would be excited about getting to. Um, nothing really hops out at me. Was there anything that uh, really stood out for you on the Detroit side? Yeah, just the ownership. The ownership is high. implied total. Uh, Their top two lines, I believe, are going to come in as two of the most overall lines on the slate. So maybe their ownership comes down a little bit. Maybe we're overshooting this. Um, I'm not sure if this many people will be interested in playing Detroit. But like Larkin and Zadina, I can see them being a popular combo. And then people that use optimizers, like you're going to get Matias Brome or Brome. I can't remember how Cliffy pronounced it the other day. But uh, he's showing double-digit ownership as well. So I would suspect they come down a little bit, but anytime this happens, even if we overshoot it at first, like, you know, they're going to be a pretty popular filler. So Blackhawks, not a great defensive team, not actually that terrible so far this season. Uh, Detroit isn't that terrible defensively so far this season, but I'm going to be taking some stabs at the Suter to bring cat Kane line. Just ownership is in check. They're not where Edmonton's at. Uh, They're not, they're certainly not where Toronto's at and, we're showing them as lower owned than the Detroit side. So give me some Chicago one. I think this is probably going to be the first night I play a decent amount of Chicago two, uh, or at least Strom and Kubelik. I don't like that Kubelik's not on the top power play anymore, but um, I actually didn't see that change. This is the first time I'm seeing this. Anyways, uh, I love playing bad teams, as everyone knows who has watched the show, but I – if Detroit sticks here uh, in terms of ownership, I will be looking to uh, get off of them actively. So, uh, and there's not even really defensemen that I'm interested in playing on Detroit. So that makes it even tougher when I'm trying to, you know, add in some four, three ones, uh, more onslaught type lineups. So I like yeah, Martin defensemen on the Detroit power play uh, or the top power play for Detroit. And uh, that, that top line, like you were saying, and like we touched on when we were having the conversation about the value lines, they're just massively overowned. That's yeah. why they weren't really, you know, jumping out. Negative 9.8, worst leverage score on the board that I can see. Um, so I just think you can get value in some of these other spots. Um, you know, even if you're jumping to, well, their second line is, is pretty overwhelmed as well. 
But like if you jump down to uh, that Tampa three line, which I think is probably, we agree, a better line, you're gaining a lot of leverage there and you're not sacrificing much shot at the uh, at the top two uh, top two uh, lines in probably a better you know opportunity game, too. So I think there's a lot of different ways to get away from that top line and uh, the heavy ownership. Yeah, I think uh, as long as I'm like if I'm playing Detroit, it's going to be in some unique combo. It's going to be like Larkin, Zadina and Bobby Ryan or Larkin, Zadina, Mantha. I'm not too sold that these power play units are going to stick. You need. Why would you have Manta on the second power play? Uh, anyways, Detroit coach, not uh, the best coach for DFS. I don't know what the hockey community thinks of him. I would imagine it's not uh, very highly. But anyways, uh, they do weird stuff all the time. So I think you could go and just play like Detroit's best players. Hope that Larkin gets put with Ryan and Manta at some point during the game. It's not the worst bet in the world. You play guy like you're gonna have a unique combination of guys that otherwise look highly owned. So there's there's an argument for Detroit because uh, they do have a few good players that are worth targeting in this game. I just can't get to the full stacks at these ownerships. Uh, all right, before we go to the next game, I mentioned we have free NHL projections for today. So each day we unlock a piece of premium content for free when we don't have other deals going on today. It's the NHL projections. Also, if you're sticking around after this and playing some NBA DFS, I'm sure Terry will be watching the shows. He'll be using the NBA projections. You guys that are watching or listening, go to our NBA projections page. They are free for today only. A little peek behind the paywall. If you are interested in getting some NHL news and uh, some cool videos that are happening as the slate's going on, at Osmo NHL is our Twitter account. A uh, bunch of good content over there. A bunch of stuff that happens in Slack whenever we alert the channel. A tweet goes out there as well. Uh, and if you want to join NHL, we've got a weekly NHL package for just $11.95. With that, you would get those projections, ownership projections, which are huge. Uh, the top stack tool, which kind of puts everything together, one comprehensive look at the entire slate. And then uh, the lineup builder. And last but not least, premium Slack. We've got a really good uh, Slack community. So um, a lot of guys in there looking to help, uh, myself included. Terry's in there from time to time. Cliffy, Josh, you guys know the deal. Uh, best information uh, we can find. And, uh, yeah, go use those projections, NBA and NHL, for free today only. Nashville and Dallas, 2.3 implied total for the Preds. We've got a 3.1 for the Stars. Could be Soros for the Preds. It could be Rene. We'll find out probably at about – Eight ten Eastern time. Is there anything you like here, Terry? Um, let's see here. Because there's not a whole lot I like. Yeah, that was uh, kind of what I was struggling with. I'm just reading through my notes and like looking at the projections and seeing what jumps out, and there's really not a lot. Um, I, I thought that Nashville was going to be a little bit more standout than they are, but I guess just. You know, going up against uh, against Dallas, a relatively decent team, was knocking them down a peg. And uh, it looks like they, I guess they shook up by the uh, top line a little bit with uh, Conan, Forsberg, and Arvidsson. Yeah. Didn't somebody... talking... Do I have that right? Are you talking about the Nashville side or the, the Dallas? Yeah, Nashville. Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Conan, Conan Forsberg, Arvidsson. I think yeah, they Conan. were together last game. So the game over the weekend. Cliffy was yeah, – 17 minutes together. 
yeah, 17 yeah. minutes together and uh, one, one uh, generated four uh, high danger chances, gave up one, no goals on high, on high danger stuff. So minimal sample together. Um, Arvidsson and Forsberg, maybe you can look to those guys, but yeah, nothing really, you know, leapt out at me. I do like the natural defensemen, like we've talked about on shows before, uh, Roman Yossi and uh, Ryan Ellis working them in probably as one-offs, but maybe if you wanted to correlate the power play with uh, Arvidsson and, and Forsberg there on that top line, that was really, you know, the one that uh, kind of stood out. Mm. I could, I guess you can, uh, you know, definitely try and uh, make an argument for the second line with uh, Yarnock, Duchesne, and uh, Granlin there as well. Just trying to jump over to uh, top stacks and see where that line ranks out. Yeah, that one's pretty far down the board, so not getting much out of that. It's a cheap line, under 12K, but you're not gaining very much in terms of uh, potentially being one of the top two. Yeah, uh, there's just not a ton to like on the national side. From a forwards perspective, Dallas, pretty good defensive team. I mean, it's a 2.3 implied total, so I don't think you're missing out on much. If you skip this game on a nine-game slate very often, um, if you wanted to go to a cheap second line, uh, the Deshane Yarkrock and Granlin line, I think that's fine. I mean, they don't need a ton to be the nuts there. They, they fit with Edmonton or Toronto. Um but again, just not a whole lot to like. If you wanted to go to the defenseman, Yossi or Ellis or uh, Dante Fabro, thirty-eight hundred. Um, I mean that that's perfectly fine with me. On the Dallas side, I guess I am like looking at my exposure. I, I'm somewhat interested in the hints Kirianov and Robinson line, or just like a power play stack for the Stars. Nashville having trouble keeping out of the penalty box. So far, the season 66 uh, penalties taken in 15 games. So they're closer to uh, four and a half per game. Total over three. Um, it's not really anything about the matchups. It's just that I don't think Nashville is a very good team outside of that that top pairing, Yossi and Ellis. I think after that, they can be had. Um, so I'm targeting them some with the uh, the Hints line and or Hints, Kirianov and like – Pavelski or Jamie Ben with Klingberg. So uh, Makes I'll sense. Make some Dallas, Dallas yeah. two, uh, Dallas one. I mean, just really like Pavelski is really expensive. Uh, 7,200 plus. I don't want to play Justin Dowling, even though he's 2,500, he doesn't really offer much in the way of, uh, of scoring. So yeah, only yeah. taking nine shots on goal on the year. Block one shot, got a goal and an assist out of it. But uh, yeah, the numbers aren't uh, incredible for him. I do like the idea of getting to the Dallas power play, uh, fourth in the league, thirty-three percent power play this year. So definitely an effective unit. So you can get to them. Uh, you know, if you wanted to pay the uh, the price for Pavelski, go with uh, the top two guys from the top line, or jump down to uh, the Hintz Gurionov uh, combo there and uh, and do it that way. So definitely like that idea. McDavid prob never going to win a cup. Uh, in chat we get i mean this guy's like 25 isn't he like I, pretty tough to say he's like one of the best players ever but uh yeah, he's a phenomenal player you have no idea what his situation is going to be <laughs> five years from now it's not his fault now he doesn't like right yeah That's nashville funny. one went to duchene halfway through all right even more reason to maybe get off of some nashville uh that's josh in chat um had more time with Duchesne, Arvidsson, and Forsberg. Okay, so, all right. Yeah, I mean, Nashville already a team that uh, I wasn't crazy about playing, and if they're going to possibly switch lines in-game on a nine-gamer, I will be looking to go elsewhere. Makes like Winnipeg and Edmonton, 3.1 implied total for the Jets, 3.4 for the Oilers. It's going to be Hellebuck. It's going to be Mike Smith in goal. Uh, 
I believe Pujarvi is going to be back for the Oilers. Um, and that would mean James Neal, I, I believe he's going to be out. So someone correct me in chat if that's incorrect. But that's what I saw this morning. Um, dry settle with Cahoon and Yamamoto as that second line. Winnipeg uh, missing Pierre Lac-Dubois. He's going to be out, so they're going to go with Stastny, Connor, and Ehlers. And that second line, Shifley, Wheeler, and Kopp. Uh, so mixing it up in their top six, but keeping the same six guys in the top six. Um, I mean, I guess Edmonton one is uh, is the play here. But are they the play over Toronto is going to be the question. So you're paying a little bit more for them, but you're getting them at almost a third of the ownership. You know, so I think that price difference is, uh, is maybe pushing people toward Toronto a little bit more. Obviously, it's a dynamite line now, you know, one of the top units in the league. So we can get to them all day. And if people aren't getting there, it makes a lot of sense to start trying to find ways to pay up to it. Um, you know, just nonstop production by these guys, uh, Nugent Hopkins and uh, McDavid on the ice more than 20 minutes, uh, 2214 for McDavid, uh, 2145 a game for uh, Nugent Hopkins. So love that unit. Uh, I think you can get to the second unit on Edmonton as well. So definitely a lot to get to there. Uh, it's just a matter of figuring out how are we going to pay for it? Who are we going to combine them with? And that's one that probably ends up leading you right to that Detroit line that was going to be so overowned that we don't really like. That's your problem. Uh, so if you can find a good way to pay for it, maybe you're grabbing a two-man and a one-off from somewhere else uh, to you know bring down your salary overall. There are ways to get there, and it would pay to get there, I think, on, uh, on just the way that uh, the ownership breaks down. You're talking about uh, basically doubling up the probability of uh, doubling up the ownership in terms of where they are in uh, being one of the top two stacks. Really like the play. Yeah, I'm not getting to a ton of Edmonton one uh, right now, but I think I'm going to end up boosting them up if the ownership stays in check here. Especially Pujarvi, like $4,800 skating with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins. It's been one of the best lines in the NHL so far this season. Uh, pretty reasonably priced, I think, uh, $20,700. Uh, the problem is just they're quite a bit cheaper than Toronto one, and so that's why you're not seeing uh, the crazy ownership there, but – I think Winnipeg kind of stinks defensively um, and like Hellebuck tends to, uh, to bail them out. So if you get it like Hellebuck off his game a little bit here, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, Drysdale, Pujarvi, uh, I really, really love Edmonton. So I'm going to be targeting them in the higher entry stuff for sure, just because I think we're going to see Toronto one even chalkier. Um, so I'll be looking to get uh, like pivot to, uh, to Edmonton in those types of tournaments. And then in MME, I'm going to have my fair share of Edmonton one as well. And Edmonton power play chase on. I mean, if you want to stack him uh, on the power play a couple times, you're making it a bunch of Edmonton power play stacks. That's fine. But he doesn't really do too much. Uh, 2,500. He's just a guy that plays some top power play time. We've seen Pugliarvi mid game, get a bunch of time on the top power play too. So that's an option. If you want to go with the five man, um, including Tyson Berry on the Jets side. Is there a Jets line that you like over the other? They look pretty equal to me. Stassi Connor Ehlers compared to Shifley Wheeler and Cop. Yeah, those, those nominal one and twos are uh, right next to each other in the top stacks tool. They cost pretty similarly. They rank out pretty similarly, and they're going to be owned pretty similarly. Uh, getting positive leverage on both. I think it's uh, I think it makes sense to, you know, look to both units to start mixing them in. Uh, I think there's definitely production in those in those guys. 
So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what you're getting to in terms of, uh, you know, how the power play units break down, but there is some correlation across those units. So I definitely think we can get there and, uh, you know, it should be a game with, you know, a decent amount of scoring, a decent amount of action shots on goal both ways. So I like the, uh, I like the opportunity basically up and down this game. I think right now I am more interested in the Connor Ehlers duo. And unfortunately Stastny is centering them, but the Jets don't have like a great DFS center. Anyways, Stastny $2,400 cheaper than Shifley. So I suppose I'll break the tie there and and go with some uh, Ehlers Stastny and Connor on the Jets side. And then on the blue line, not a whole lot to uh, love outside of the obvious Tyson Berry with your Edmonton uh, power play stacks. I wouldn't really use him as a one-off at that price. And then maybe some Evan Bouchard, but he is up to 3,600. So not like close to min salary. Like we were playing him some last week and uh, I think he scored a goal, but uh, yeah, this one pretty straightforward to me, just trying to jam in a bunch of Edmonton at less ownership than Toronto. Any love for uh, on the blue line? Any love for Neil Pionk uh, on the on the other yes. side from the second year? Sorry, yes, cheap, that is a good, yeah, cheap and productive. Yeah, that's a good call. He's always a guy that I get to. I think it's his assist rate, but like he's had a pretty good assist rate over the last couple seasons. So close yeah, to that two x value threshold. Yeah, nine on the year already. Ten points, uh, two points on the power play, sixteen blocks, seeing twenty two minutes of ice time a game, and uh, only cost four forty nine hundred on DK, uh, forty nine on Fanduel, forty eight on DK under 2% yeah. ownership on both sides. Yeah, I like it. Um, we did get a super chat from Clayton again. Thanks for what you guys do in Slack. The edge is more than significant. This honest advertisement is free. Well, it cost you five bucks. <laughs> it was free for us, but it cost for you us, five yeah. bucks. Thanks again for that, Clayton. Uh, wishing you continued success. Uh, very good sub Love to see there. It. Yeah, it's just always very nice. I mean, he's donated to us like, 10 times a season. So must be, must be doing okay. It's NHL DFS. Yeah. We appreciate it for sure. I don't know about you, but I love seeing the screenshots from people when they pop up, even if it's something I wasn't involved in just or whatever, when they're tagged with people winning, I just love it. Did you see, we had a hundred K winner in NBA last night. I did. Yeah. We've had a bunch of those guys this year. Yeah. We we are making people money in all these different sports, to be honest. You see it constantly just in the Slack channels, but uh, yeah, NBA has been crushing it. Yeah, for sure. Had a couple nice ones in NHL uh, as well. So let's keep that up. Calgary, Vancouver, uh, 3.2 implied total for the Flames, 2.9 for the Canucks, Markstrom, and Demko. Since the show started, it appears Markstrom has been confirmed. I'm going to check on that really quickly. Yep, he was confirmed 48 minutes ago, so basically right as we started. Uh, okay, so we had this exact same game two, yeah, no, Saturday, two nights ago, and uh, Cliffy and I were both pretty excited about some Vancouver. They absolutely destroyed them in the possession game. Uh, they won the game 3-1, but the goals were not what we expected. Uh, we were expecting them from the top lines. I think there were two unassisted goals. I think there was like a Brendan Sutter unassisted goal or Antoine Roussel. Anyways, it did not work out as we intended, but they had a ton of shots. Markstrom for the Flames has been playing awesome so far this season, uh, and he could do it again, but I am going right back to the Canucks. I think outside of Vancouver and – or I'm sorry, outside of Edmonton and Toronto, 
I'm targeting another uh, Canadian team, and that is going to be the Canucks. So I love the top line. I love the second line at their respective ownerships, and I love the power play. So I'm hoping one time we get uh, Markstrom a little bit off his game because I think the Canucks are going to put up a ton of shots once again. Yeah, they stand out in, among those top units. Another uh, line that is not incredibly expensive, not getting over-owned for the probability of being one of the top lines. So a little bit off the radar, I think. You know, not fully off the radar. People know that that's a good uh, good line to go to, but it doesn't look like they're really flocking there just given the uh, overall talent on the board. So I think that top line unit uh, from Vancouver makes sense. I love these series that they're doing too. This is the third out of four straight that they're playing each other, and it's 1-1 right now. And uh as a, after those last two so that's just it's just a fun way to do the schedule it leads to weird stuff though plus you know with the covid uh stuff i just made a note of this when i was looking through uh, some of the standings and everything earlier today we've got the canucks leading the league with 18 games played in a 56 game season that's 32 percent of their season is done the devils have played nine games that's 16 percent of their season that's just bizarre it's such a weird year so just thought that was wacky and, uh, and strange. But, uh, yeah, going back to DFS, uh, that Vancouver one line definitely, definitely looks uh, very solid. The second line is further down the board than I would expect, but it's another unit that comes in. They're only 12-8, and they're not extremely popular, under 5% owned, not you know near the top of the board as far as uh, ter- in terms of being one of the top two probable stacks. But it's another potential unit that you can combine with some of those expensive ones where you're looking for value, looking to get off of those chalky value lines. Yeah, yeah, I'm all in, not all in, I am in for some Vancouver uh, in pretty like pretty much every part of it for their top six. So again, I like the uh, Pedersen-Miller-Besser line. Always like that line, good price for them, especially JT Miller underpriced at 5,200, I think. Uh, fully correlated on the power play. You can get in Horvat as well for 4,800. You can five man power play stack them with Hughes. Uh, that's where the majority of Hughes' value is going to come from 5,300. If he uh, is going to have a big game, it's going to be through these guys. Um, the Horvat line has actually been really solid at five on five. Like their only good line at five on five. And they're going to take the Lindholm, Kachuk, Dylan Dubay line, uh, hopefully limit them. And then the Pedersen, Miller, Besser line is ran over. Uh, Monahan and Gaudreau a couple times so far this season and I would expect them to do the exact same I mean Vancouver on home ice gets last change and potentially no Michael Backlund for uh for the Flames that would that would uh be a big boost to the Canucks as well maybe get some additional time against Milan Lucic and co um yeah I, I love it for the Canucks doesn't work out for the third time in a row maybe I'll rethink my strategy but yeah liquid Dean says Jake is on the Canucks this year I am uh, yeah. and it has not worked out very well but I mean that that Hoglander uh, Horvat line the 129 minutes together this year 57.25 percent course yeah. equals great puck possession just uh scrolling through some of its uh seven to five goals four goals against advantage 27 to 25 high danger chances uh, for and against and they've converted five and only allowed two of those so Definitely good, good unit. And uh, I think that could be uh, a sneaky pick. Yeah. All right. Uh, last game on the night. Uh, I haven't asked so far yet, but we just got to 200 watching. Uh, if you guys could drop us a like, that helps us out a ton, helps us continue to do some free content. And then if you want to support us even more without actually spending your dollars, feel free to do that. Osco.com slash join. But if you don't want to spend any money, Subscribing to the channel is the next best, uh, next best way to help us out. You get to know when we go live, not just 
NHL, but PGA. We had a show earlier. We've got a bunch of NBA shows coming on. We've got MMA, NASCAR. We've got every sport that there are DFS contests for. So subscribe to the channel and uh, just more information for you to uh, get some helpful free content. Ducks, Sharks, 2.6 implied total for Anaheim, 2.8 for San Jose. It's going to be Gibson likely for the Ducks. Martin Jones is confirmed for the Sharks. No Eric Carlson is the big news out of uh, San Jose. So that's going to open the door for someone on the top power play. I think it's probably going to be Evander Kane. You're going to get full power play correlation with the Couture line. So that's the one that's a little bit more popular. I think you've got two quality options on the Shark side. And then Brent Burns might play 30 minutes tonight with no Carlson. So uh, he should be in your mix at 6,500. He's my favorite defenseman. What sticks out to you, Terry? That was going to be something that definitely jumped out, uh, regardless of the popularity, regardless of the price. I think he makes a ton of sense. He's going to be on the ice the entire game. Uh, If you're getting the full uh, power play correlation with Kane on that top unit, I like that a lot. They definitely stand out on the uh, on Osimo's board. People are getting to them. They're just right around like dead even on uh, the leverage, but you're not paying a, a huge uh, price for them. They're one of the cheaper top stacks available. So I think it makes sense to go to them as just one of your kind of uh, you know reliable units that you can plug and play and uh, start looking around for other upper tier uh, lines that you can stack them with that aren't you know maybe necessarily from the very top of the board, but you get them at 17, you get another line at uh, you know, 15, 16, 17 range. And now you can do some things uh, like they would probably stack together decently, maybe with Buffalo one, just looking at some of the overall pricing, you know, you have to work in some of those moving parts, but I think you can do some things with that line. So they make a lot of sense there. Uh, Second unit, second line comes down the board a little bit, but it gets even cheaper and people are getting to them, I guess, a little based on that, but I think there's some skill on that line. And I think it makes sense to maybe push around the field a little bit over. If you're looking for another, uh, another value line to work with. They're not like an extreme value and they are getting owns of around 5%. But if you wanted to get a little bit beyond five, I think you could gain on the field from doing that. Yeah. Uh, I like me some San Jose too, uh, as well. Not a whole lot I'm looking at on the duck side. I, I think this is going to be one of those situations where, yeah, this is the last game of the night. So depending on how the night's going, I might end up with a lot of San Jose and swap a couple lineups if I, you know, need a Hail Mary or need to sneak into the mid-cash in one of the uh, higher entry tournaments uh, and swap to some Ducks with, you know, if I have San Jose 1 plus Burns, swap to Ducks 1 or something, Ducks power play with Shattenkirk. I know it's not sexy, but uh, those are the kind of swaps you got to make sometimes. You get more information as the slate goes on. So I like the Sharks, might end up swapping to a few lineups to the Ducks, but probably not going to start out with too much of them. Anything else before we head out of here? Just if you do that, you're getting to them cheap and you're probably getting to them with uh, very little ownership to your point. If you need some miracle tournament winning uh, pivot that uh, nobody's going to be on when you do that. And when you do that as a late swap in particular, it's something that just nobody's going to be at. So I don't love the upside of the team, but in that kind of a perspective, it makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I think Shaddy's in play as a uh, inexpensive uh, defenseman from the top power play unit there. Only 3.9, uh, 3,900 on FanDuel, 42 on DK. Makes a ton of sense. 22 plus minutes of ice time so far on the year. Blocks some shots, participates in the power play, four assists so far on the year. So decent player. I'm still bitter about him, about uh, what he did when he was here in New York. Uh, we'll save that story for another day. All right. <laughs> we're going to get out of here. Uh, hit the like button on the way out, subscribe to the channel, check out the free NHL and NBA owners, uh, 
projections today, not ownership projections, projections are free today for those two sports. Good luck tonight, everybody. Myself and Cliffy tomorrow, same time. See you then.